if you would please this morning to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, please, if you would, and uh, we'll try to preach just a little while and uh, let you out in time to have supper. Of course, a lot of folk don't even know what supper is anymore, amen. It's good to be back with you. My wife and I went to Tennessee last Sunday to attend the marriage of my oldest grandson. Now, the reason that he's my grandson is I started real young. I got married when I was five. (laughs) But uh, we had a, a great time. I took her up into the Smoky Mountains and let her see the leaves of all those beautiful trees. And uh, I think maybe I, I got a point with my wife, just one, just one. I'm meeting several, but I got one point by taking her up in the Smoky Mountains and we had a good time. Andrew spent the weekend in Guatemala uh, organizing a local New Testament Baptist church that we were in involved in starting down there, and uh, I hear that you folks had people saved and baptized last Sunday, so Andrew and I is not leaving anymore because of job security. Brother Brian did a wonderful job preaching last week, and uh, I was watching, and I don't know why, but for a little while, the television program just cut off. So Andrew was calling from Guatemala. I was calling from Tennessee, and my wife had already texted Brother JT, and he was eating pizza up in the the video room, having a good time with the Lord. I thought I'd continue our message today about the signs of the time. The Bible says in Revelation 22.7, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. And just as sure as he came the first time, he'll be here the second time. And there are signs all around us that indicate that he could be back this afternoon. And you say, well, I don't agree with that. Well, Jesus said, he'll come when you think not. So the more we think not, the quicker it is he's going to come. Somebody said, I don't want him to come. That'll mess up my plan. Well, I'm really worried about him messing up your plans. And I'm sure he's worried about messing up mine. But I want to read you something, if you would please, in your Bible. Matthew chapter 24. And I read for you verse 3. The Bible says, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives. In your Bible, this discord is known as the Olivet discourse his disciples came unto him privately saying tell us 
When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Then Jesus begins the discourse of explaining the end times. Can I give you just a little outline if you want to? Verses 4 through 7. You could write there the last days. Somewhere between verse 7 and verse 8, the rapture takes place. Although in Matthew it does not speak of the rapture because of the writing is to the Jewish nation, not to the church. It's good and profitable to the church, but the message is not to the church. It's Israel. Verse 8 is the beginning of the tribulation period. This is the beginning of sorrows. Verse 15 is the middle of the seven-year tribulation when the Antichrist in the restored temple in Jerusalem sets himself up as God, and that is the abomination of desolation in the middle of the week, and that is the beginning of verse 21, great tribulation. Verse 22, the day of wrath. And verses 27 through 31, the great second coming of our Lord. Verse 27, as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, even so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now that's why when you go to a cemetery, all the headstones, are to the west. The feet is always to the east. So when Jesus comes back, the only thing has to happen is just they stand up and see him coming. Now I know you knew that because I can tell the way you look. Because when Jesus comes, he'll be coming out of the east. Verse 28, the battle of Armageddon where the blood will run at the height of a horse's bridle. And the carnage and death will be unspeakable. And the only way it can be cleaned up is the birds of the air will have a feast after the battle of Armageddon. Immediately after those days, verse 29, the sun will be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, 
and they shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I don't know if you know it or not, but we're on the winning side. Amen. So now let me read something for you just a little while, and when I'm, I'm not going to try and impress you this morning. I'm getting too old to preach, so I'm just going to mess around. And Jesus, verse number four, and Jesus answered and said, I'm going to tell you what it's going to be like right before I come back. I'm going to tell you some signs that you can be alerted for and alerted with that the Lord Jesus is coming back. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Jim Jones, David Koresh, Benny Rooster. And on and on and on. All you got to do is watch television. And it's not long till these guys who starts out preaching all of a sudden think they're God and start proclaiming themselves as God. Don't be deceived. Don't get on television. Stay in the Word of God. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Thank God that time's not arrived. Now read my lips. We will not have troops in Iraq. That's the definition of is. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. What shall be the sign of thy coming, Lord? And he said, there will be wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. You see, when you get down to verse number 8, through the rest of the chapter, it covers the seven years that's going to transpire after Jesus comes back and takes his church out. Amen. So I'm just going to read down to verse 7 because we're not going to be worried about verse 8 from on. And you say, well, I want to suffer for Jesus and go through the tribulation period. That ain't all that's wrong with you. you you got something else bothering you other than that. Hmm? When God opens that furnace and those demons come out of hell, with the sting of a scorpion. And when this old earth begins to move around and the stars from heaven falls and hits this earth and knocks it off its axis, and as the islands and the sea begins to move about like checkers on a checkerboard, and the moon turns to blood, and the sun fails to shine, and you're walking in darkness so thick you could reach out and cut you out a hunk of it. No, you don't want any of that. What you want is grace. What you want is salvation. What you want is a Savior. You, you don't need any of this. 
Now, this is for the devil's crowd, not for our crowd. You having fun yet? For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. And when all of that begins to take place, and all of those signs of the time begins to take place, you better be careful. Verse 8. This is the beginning of sorrows. Spoken of in the Old Testament as the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob being the father of the Jewish nation. Spoken of as God dealing with his own children, Israel. We better be careful on which side we get on when it comes to that little bitty nation over yonder in Israel. Just a little bitty tiny speck on the, on the map it is. But I got news for you. God loves Israel. And God chose Israel. And Israel is still his chosen people. Well, let's just take a look at a few signs. Look at Matthew chapter 24, I'd like to give you verse 27. Just look in your Bible there just a minute. Verse 27, it says, For the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 30, if you would please. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Verse 42. Maybe he's trying to sell or tell us something. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Verse 44. The Bible said, Therefore, be also ready, for as... Much as such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Revelation 22 and uh, verse 7 says, Behold, I come quickly. Could I please encourage you out of verse number 44 of Matthew 24. Therefore, be ye also ready. Could I ask you a question? Are you ready for Jesus to come back right now? And I don't mean that mouse kind of rat. I mean right now. I mean before the ball game. Are you ready? Now, the older you get, the more readier you get. I don't know if that's a good word or not. Now, you know, you just... I can't do what I used to do. I can jump higher. I can fall lower. And I can stay down longer. 
because things don't work like they used to. But I'm just thinking about when I get to heaven, I'm going to get me a brand new body. Hmm? I'm going to get me one just like Jesus' body. Not going to hurt anymore. People don't have to walk up to me and ask me, how are you feeling? I'm just going to put a sign on my chest, bad. Are you ready? Why should I get ready? What's this all about? You just come in to watch Brother Sean wave his hand a while and hit them notes he can't hit. And look at this beautiful preacher for a little while. What are we doing here? If he's not coming, we to close this dumb place down. It'll hold a lot of hay. Amen. If he's not coming, you're wasting a lot of money. We're eating up a lot of electricity. If he's not coming. Is he coming? No. Is he coming? I mean, is he really coming? If there's a Christmas, he came the first time. It's going to be a bigger day than Christmas the next time. Amen. Let me ask you something. Are you ready? And if you're not ready, are there any signs indicating that you might ought to get ready? Hmm? Have you ever heard this? Oh, it's just signs of time. Hmm? I, I, you got your phone with you? Give it to me. Could have borrowed it. You got international calling? Yeah, you do. What? <laughs> silent time. People look at cell phone, it's just silent time. That's an old saying we've been using for years. Is that not so? Just silent times. Divorce rate. Going out in the secret, just silent times. Homosexuality, pump down our throat, sign of the times. Just, just sign of the times. Do you know the signs of the times? Right before they hear the trump of God's sound. And the tombstones move. And clouds begin to fly. As God's people take off to heaven. It's a sign of the times. What are they? Look in your Bible. Watch this. Sign of the times. Worldwide deception. Talked to you about that last week. Have you ever heard of a con job? You know how easy to con an honest person? An honest person just thinks everybody's honest. Huh? I mean, it's easy to con and deceive an honest person. And there's deception everywhere. I, I watch television, and if I didn't know my Bible, I'd think everybody on there was religious. Especially if you'd smile and fill up a football stadium. 
write a book, how to do it. Huh? One time I was running through the airport, going to catch an airplane, and I saw a book on how to be a millionaire in 24 hours. Boy, I put the brakes on, went back, bought that book, read two pages, and I found out how to be a millionaire in 24 hours. Write a book about how to be a millionaire in 24 hours, sell dummies like me. I got conned. You ever been conned? You ever been deceived? Say, girls, any of them boys ever told you, I love you? I love you, love you, love you. Anybody out here ever been deceived, been conned? We're living in a day of deception, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's trying to deceive. They call me on my cell phone and say, I have got news for you. And I'll say, and I have one for you. Clump. Deception. Deception. Worldwide deception now because of the Internet, hairnet, and all the other nets. Worldwide deception. I'm saying to you, if we are living in a deceitful society, it might be one sign that Jesus is standing at the door waiting for the Father to say, Son, go get my children. Worldwide deception, worldwide violence and warfare. Notice verse 6 and 7. The Bible says, and it's very plain, it says in verse 6, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. You know, wars are fought differently now than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you used to fight to win. And they always said I fought dirty. How do you fight clean? There ain't nothing clean about getting your hair messed up, your clothes ripped off, shoes tore up. They ain't nothing. Just fight to win. I am so glad that Putin and Obama have agreed to fight friendly. You fly your planes at this particular hour. We'll fly our planes at this hour, and we'll kill everybody under us, but we ain't going to get mad at each other. Aren't you glad that we're living in the land of the free and the deceived? Wars. When you start hearing about wars now, and rumors of wars, that might be an indication, just a sign now, that Jesus meant what he said. And he might be at the door, ready to come. Wouldn't it be something if Antichrist had to pay off all your bills? but widespread violence and warfare. I don't go to movies.
But I backslid and took one of my grandkids to a movie. It was in Tennessee, so you didn't see me go, so it's okay. We went to see, i got to ask my wife, why do I know? Transformers. You talk about a movie with a plot <laughs> and a message that will resonate in my life for the rest of my life. And the popcorn was $10 a box. And all that I saw for I don't know how long it was was just slap, bang, bang, boom, boom, clap, plooch, boom, boom. And I, I was so impressed when I left. Now, my grandson was about nine. We were going back to the house, and I looked at him, and I said, Seth, the next time we go to see a movie, I want to see one that is violent. <laughs> Violence and warfare everywhere. Domestic violence. Road rage. We're living in the most violent time than I could ever remember in my 76 years of being on this earth. And you might say, well, it's just more widely broadcast because of media. No, 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 no. People didn't do what they do today when I was a kid. You see, when we were kids, if we got mad, we just knocked one another bloody with our fist. We didn't pull a gun at 10 years old and shoot 15 people because we got mad. We're living in a very violent, wicked, warring kind of society. And I'm just saying to you today, if that's possible, it might be just another sign that he's on his way. Could I please give you another? The Bible talks about widespread natural catastrophe. Hope I spelt catastrophes right. Can't even pronounce it. Have you noticed at all famines, it says? Is that what it says? Famines, pestilence, earthquakes. Where? In your Bible. In divers places. These things are happening, famines and pestilence and earthquakes, where they didn't used to happen on a regular basis. I wonder if 20 years ago they had earthquakes in Irvine, Godley, Cleburne, and Joshua. Johnson County, somebody says, well, it's because they're drilling holes in the ground. I don't care what it's for, it's happening. And I'm sure if I have one open my house and tear my house up, I can say, well, ain't hurting things because of drilling. <laughs> Having any famines in my lifetime, of course, I'm older than a lot of you, 
in my lifetime, been 28 major famines in the world in my lifetime. 1944, Russia, one million people died because of famines. 300,000 in Greece, one to five point million in India, Indonesia, 2.4 million, and on and on, China, 15 to 43 million people in 1961 died because of famines. In my lifetime, 28 major famines in the world, all over the world. And Jesus said, when there's famines, when there's famines in diverse places, you might ought to look up because somebody is on his way Widespread natural catastrophes. I wonder if catastrophe would also include earthquakes. Did you know that there's 500,000 earthquakes a year in this world? You want me to write it down? 500,000 earthquakes happens around the world each year. 100,000 of these earthquakes can be felt. It's already, it's always better to be felt than felt. Major earthquakes. Southern California experiences at least 10,000 earthquakes every year. Some of those can be felt, some cannot be felt. But it has been said by seismologists that in the past 15 years, the earth has been more seismic sensitive than ever before in its history. Could that be an indication that maybe Jesus is trying to shake us a little bit to make us realize that this is just one of the signs? When divers earthquakes in unusual places begins to happen, like the one that took place in Alaska in Prince William Sound, 9.2 magnitude on the Richter scale. Like the one in San Rafael Islands in Alaska, 9.1. How about the one in Chile, 9.3. And then that devastating tsunami in the, in the Indian Ocean that absolutely destroyed hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. Of course, just a coincidence. What can I say? That just happens, you know. God's not trying to tell us anything. We'll just watch the cowboys and the cowgirls and have a good time. While all these signs are all around us. And we write them off as just coincidence. Pestilence? Pestilence? We don't know anything about pestilence. Unless... 
You're reading these little silly books that the preacher reads. Recycling a tragedy. What in the world could that be? HIV isn't getting the attention it had 30 years ago. But it has not gone away. An alarming growth in the rate of infections, meanwhile, is underway. I wonder why the news media has shut up about AIDS and been so open about the gay lifestyle. Amen, Reverend. Why is it we're pu pushing same-sex marriage when the highest rate of HIV is between sex, between men? I'll tell you what we need to do. There's 13,712 HIV deaths a year in America. There's 11,000 deaths in America by guns. 10,000 deaths in America by drunk drivers. But let's get rid of guns tell the gays to have a ball. Why not outlaw homosexuality? No, let's just take the guns and let 13,000 of the gays go ahead and kill themselves by having abnormal, weird, ungodly sex. Preacher, you cool it now, you will get in trouble. It's just a sign of the times. Oh, by the way, the highest rate of HIV is between the age of 13 and 24. 13, 24. 13,000 a year die in America from a pestilence. I'm not talking about Ebola. I'm not talking about some weird virus we don't know anything about. Every time I go to the doctor and I'm sick, they always say it's a brand new strain of virus and we don't know anything about it. Pay the receptionist, please. Now, preacher, you're messing around. That's what you pay me to do, so be quiet. I don't know. But if there's any deception in this world, and there's any violence and warfare in this world, and there's a national spread of natural catastrophes, such as earthquakes, famine, and pestilence, we might ought to get our house in order. Because Jesus said, all of those are the beginning of sorrows. And then, I don't have time, but Matthew 24 and verse 12 says, and the iniquity shall abound 
the love of many shall wax cold. Have you ever heard of atheism? Secularism? Humanism? Agnosticism? That's what, you're teach- that's what they're teaching your kids down at the school. We have no right to throw rocks at President Obama because we trained him. Our educational institutions trained him. Harvard trained him. And down at our schoolhouse, the reason our schoolhouses have become a place of violence and anger and rebellion is because they are filled with atheism who answers to no God at all. And you say an atheist does not believe anything. No, an atheist believes everything that you want to throw at them except God. Well, where did it take us? Have you ever heard of abortion, rape, murder, homosexuality, and beheadings? And Matthew 16 says it's a wicked and adulterous generation. So when that starts happening, let me give you one more. I need to close because uh, I don't know. 3.15 is when it starts, ain't it? Well, it'll be over at 3.20. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Should we, should, should we get ready? Should, should we be looking for the Lord to come back? If that Bible is any truth at all, and we have any business being here today, we better start looking up because he's coming. You ever heard of this little sign? The regathering of Israel in the Holy Land. 70 A.D., Israel ceased being a nation. Titus and the Romans came in and completely obliviated, destroyed the temple, destroyed Jerusalem, and carried off captivity. Those young men and the Jew has been spread all over the globe for 2,500 years. But Amos, chapter 9, said, I will regather my people and I shall plant them and they shall never be uprooted. Israel, a nation the size of Rhode Island. Israel, a nation who has less Jews than New York City. Israel. 1948, she became a nation, declared a nation by the United Nations, and England took their hands off of that land. 1967, a miracle took place. Israel whooped hands down every Arab in that country. And in seven days, they won their independence and freedom, and they are in that country today, a little tiny nation, if you please. And the Bible says in Matthew 24 and verse 34, it says, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away 
till all is fulfilled according to the second coming of Christ. Somebody said, Preacher, how long is a generation? The word does not mean the length of time. The Greek word is ethnos. It means the people, the Jewish people will never pass away. Ask me how I know the Bible is true. I have one word, Israel. Could you please find in our society, anywhere, an Edomite, a Japhethite, a Canaanite? Nay, all of those nations have been dissolved, wiped away, done away with. But could I ask you anywhere, could you find for me an Israelite? The miracle of God is that Israel is still around. Regardless of Hitler and Mussolini and everybody else, the Jew is still here. And they are alive and well. And may I say to you, when the Jew begins to collect itself in that little nation called Israel, that is a sign that Jesus is about ready to come. The widespread of militant Islam. There are more mosques in Britain than there are churches. The average Muslim prays four times more than the average Christian in Britain. Ezekiel 38 talks about a great army out of the north. For years we've wondered about that army. For years we've equated it to Red China because they're the only ones that has that many in their armed forces. But the war we fight today, we don't fight against uniforms. We fight against ideologies. And there is, according to the book of the Revelation, a 200 million marching army going to come upon the Jew and upon Jerusalem. How many Muslims are there in the world? I don't know anything about Muslims. I know one thing about Muslims. They hate Israel. They hate America. And they hate Christians. So much so that Iran dictator is called America, the great Satan. And jihad 
is nothing more than the struggle against Satan. Well, I know what you are preaching. You're just one of those thinking Islamophobias. But I, I want to read you something in closing. I found this on the Internet. And if I can find it on the Internet, anybody can find it on the Internet. What's this? The spread of radical Islam can be traced directly to the disastrous coincidence that the more severe forms of Islam, like Wannabeism, dominate the same countries that have the world's richest oil reserves. The leaders of these countries, all which are Islamic theocracies, treated this discovery of all of this oil wealth as God's favor upon them and believes that God has given them this wealth to evangelize the world with Islam. And these vast sources of wealth is their way and their avenue to evangelize the whole world with this poison of militant Islam. The source of this material is the Daylight Atheist website. Even the atheist can recognize an evil widely spread. So when you see all of this army organizing, when you see all these signs taking place, now I know there's none of these happening now, but when they start, if I were you, I'd wake up and see there's more to it than just you and your backyard. 1970, Gordon Jensen wrote a song and the Gaithers recorded it. I know no one here would listen to the Gaithers. Years of time have come and gone since I first heard it told. How Jesus could come again someday If back then it seemed so real Well, I just can't help but feel How much closer His coming is today Signs of the time are everywhere. And there's a brand new feeling in the air. So keep your eyes upon the eastern sky. Lift your head.
our redemption. Joy of the Lord. Keep your eye on the signs. Keep your eye toward the east. Because he's coming with a shout and great glory. Are you ready? If you're not, you can get ready today.